0: The late night anger management class, I am Gabriel Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between, including the degenerate gamblers, as we pick up the pieces. Sports rate Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Who ruined your uh, Sunday? And we'll run the gauntlet like we always do every Sunday night. We're shaking things up. Joe Lisi steps up and in because there's so much college stuff I want to get to this evening. We've got point spreads for the championship conference games. We're going to take a look at the opening numbers. Uh, we'll break down Monday Night uh, Football. Joe Lisi steps up and in. We'll talk about all the these coaching uh, firings in the college world. You know there's going to be more of them to come in the National Football League as well. We'll get you caught up to date with the NFL playoff picture. We'll get you caught up to date with the updated uh, point spread and props for Monday Night's a Game. We'll get you caught up to date for Week 15 and all the opening uh, numbers if you want to move early on this stuff. So, Uh, We've got a lot of stuff to break down. We've got uh, week 14 of the National Football League. Of course, every Sunday uh, we play the game. Who ruined your Sunday? Listen, when it was all said and done, we had a profitable uh, Sunday afternoon. But it doesn't mean there weren't losses. Our total record on the day, 21-15. and 21-15. and Uh, We were on the Buffalo Bills. Unfortunately, we had the over of that football game. But we will take we'll take the uh, the payout on the teaser, getting to forty one. You know what? Like in the old days, yeah, there used to be a push and you wouldn't get paid. Now you get paid like for like at least like you know what I mean, like the other side one. So getting to forty one was pretty important when it was all uh, said and done. Stefan Diggs absolutely killed it uh, tonight. Diggs lit it up like Snoop Dogg on the back of a tour bus um in Jamaica, uh, no less. All right, so Stefan Diggs uh, lit it up and the Buffalo Bill bandwagon is starting to fill up uh, right now of people are believing uh, that they, they are the ones that can potentially knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, listen, it's not going to be easy. And of all years, and you know, that the Buffalo Bills are as good as they are. They've got to deal with one of the best quarterbacks, you know, all-time already in Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are a very difficult team to deal with. But, hey, that's why we play the games, right? That, this isn't college. This isn't college where a bunch of people are going to vote and decide and say, well, you know what, Buffalo, you're not good enough uh, to play in this game. So Buffalo, you know what, Buffalo's got as good of a chance as anybody, besides the Kansas City Chiefs, to win the Super Bowl. Green Bay Packers actually shake things up, and now they've got the top seat. So Lisi steps up and then Sports late night. Bring it.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Moretti. Yeah, Mo, well, that team sure did suck last night.
1: They just played sucked.
2: Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked.
0: All right, let's roll. Level one of three. we step up and in, it's a sports race. Sunday, bloody Sunday. You know how we do it on uh, Sunday nights. Who ruined your Sunday? We look uh, backwards. We look uh, forwards. Uh, We look at the the present. Uh, We look at everything. A lot of stuff to get to, too. We have a lot of college football news, college football point spreads, NFL updates, standings, playoff picture, odds. Uh, you know, we have a big Monday nighter between Baltimore and Cleveland. That's right. The Cleveland Browns are playing in a big football game at this time of the year. We threw it down with Joe Lisi uh, earlier this afternoon. Joe Lisi, kind enough to join us in the late night hours. Ian Cameron, Bob Bano, will step up and in a little bit uh, later on. Joe Lisi, go for the two. What's going on? Go for the two. How you doing, Joe?
2: I'm doing well. Congratulations on the dominating home win over the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Rottenberger. Unbelievable. I tell,
0: I tell you what, that Buffalo Bill defense that everybody was so concerned about all season, oh, the Bills they can't do this, they can't do that defensively. The Bills defense has turned the corner and they're starting to dial it up again, Joe.
2: Unbelievable. They pressured them all day. No running game for Pittsburgh whatsoever. Made them one-dimensional. And that offensive line for Buffalo played very well they ran the football when they had to in the fourth quarter with Zach Moss and Singletary dominating home win game. Congratulations.
0: Well, you know, thank you. Although I'm not on the bills, but I'll take it as a bills fan. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Lisi. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, as far as let's, let's look at the Steelers perspective of this and, you know, we, we saw their offense struggle against Baltimore. We saw their offense struggle against Washington. Now we see their offense struggle against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, as well, and you know the numbers speak for themselves. As far as Ben Roethlisberger is concerned, 37 pass attempts, just 187 yards. I mean, even when they were down double digits, everything sideways. You know, it's third and 12. They throw it six yards. His arm strength. I mean, Steve Walsh will go back uh, days. Remember, the- <laughs> Steve Walsh got a stronger arm. All right. Uh, that Ben does right now. I don't know if something's shot, but you see every time he throws the ball down the field, it's like uh, pop 500 when you're a kid. It's like the DBs are like, I got it, I got it. No, you got it. It gets picked off. Everything's dink and dunk. Yeah, the Steelers drop some passes, but I think the Steelers wide receivers are tired of getting smoked all the time. They've got a real problem here. This offense sucks, and they can't run the ball. Yep. Yeah. You're right.
2: I, I mean, I, I agree with you 100. And and that might be a question to ask Dr. Chow about, you know, that elbow. Could it be wearing down? You know, he took all off season in terms of preparation and rehab. But in the beginning of the season, he had a strong arm. Missed that ball to Washington deep. That's what caused the turnover, right? I mean, he was wide open in the early part of the route, and then just couldn't couldn't get it to him. And that that was a different type of offense. Now what we saw maybe week number four, week number five, where they were getting the football to chase Claypool and attacking defenses vertically, not tonight. But that's a testament as well to the Buffalo defense. So it's a two-fold problem. I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh needs to rectify it. Could it be with Big Ben? But it's, it's obvious that that offensive line's a little bit banged up as well. and That's putting them into predictable third downs.
0: Yes, and the injuries as well on the defensive side of the football are going to start to catch up. Uh, and they are uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the bandwagon is starting to fill up right now Joe the Buffalo Bills were always lingering in the 20 to 1 25 to 1 range to win the Super Bowl after tonight's win bandwagon all uh, all aboard all aboard the Buffalo <laughs> bandwagon 13 to 1 right now to win the Super Bowl 13 to 1 wow the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs plus 195 Packers plus 700. New Orleans Saints, plus 700. Rams, 10 to 1. Steelers, 11 to 1. Bills, 13 to 1. So speaking of the New Orleans Saints, you and I talked about the Philadelphia Eagle game. And you know what? We both like the Eagles. And I told you, Joe, the dynamic that we thought would be the major difference was that Jalen Hurts would be able to extend drives when Carson Wentz couldn't. Carson Wentz has that deer in the headlight. He's lost all confidence in the pocket. He doesn't see open receivers, so he doesn't get rid of the ball. Yeah, they have offensive line issues, but 50% of the sacks that he takes are on him. He's just clueless and lost, and you saw early in the game. Just, you know what? Hey, look, it's third and seven. Jalen Hurts rushes for eight. You know what I mean? He runs to the sideline right. and he gets it. Carson Wentz is not doing that. I tweeted out. I said they would have punted twice already in this game if not for like if, if Carson was playing. And then you look, 106 yards rushing. You look at the life and the enthusiasm with the other players. Look what a difference it made with Jalen Hurts out there today.
2: It did, and it, and we know that Jalen Hurts is a winner. He's a pure winner. 26-2 as a starter at Alabama. Took Oklahoma to an 11-2 overall record. I mean, the kid just wins no matter where he plays. And and you know what? I think I took a – I didn't look at this game as deep as I should have in terms of Philadelphia. liked them a little bit, but, you know – this game came down to all things being equal. Taysom Hill is not a good passer, right? So Taysom Hill is the same type of quarterback that Jalen Hurts is. So basically it's BYU versus Alabama, right? And you know who's <laughs> yeah, winning that yeah. matchup? Jalen Hurts, right? Right? I mean, I, I really good, I good wish point. I would have looked at that in, in terms of that game because you know you know, Taysom Hill is not a better quarterback than, than Jalen Hurts. They're equal. And Jalen Hurts has won more college games uh, and probably will win more pro games than Taysom Hill will uh, at the quarterback position. So uh, I wish I would have looked at it a little bit differently, like
0: Philly, a little like you did, but great call in terms of that assessment with Hurts. And how about the backdoor over? Things really fell into place for us. I was like, (laughs) oh, man, I don't know if we're going to get to 42. Uh, But Taysom Hill hits uh, connects uh, for the late touchdown, pushing the game over the number as well. And you know what? Me too. I started to buy into the Eagles this week, actually. But if you remember my last words on the way out, I told Walsh, I think they can win outright. I said, I think the Eagles can win this game outright. And it was bothering me all day that I didn't get in on the money line uh, on them. I really did believe, and it's a good point to erase, all Jalen Hurts does is win football games, right? You know, when you win as many games against elite competition, guys, I mean, a guy was in the SEC in the Big 12. He went to the college football playoffs like three times, won a national championship. He saved Alabama's ass a couple of times, actually, when Tua got hurt. Remember that game against Georgia? He came in. Massive plays. You know, good for him. You know, I've, I've, I've doubted the, I have I've doubted the draft pick, but he stepped out of the field and he helped them win a football game. But Washington stepped up uh, with a very big win today. And out of all the games, I guess I shouldn't be shocked because I guess the reality is starting to settle in, Lisey, here. Nick Mullins is a terrible quarterback.
2: he is he he's a turnover machine right I mean it's unbelievable in terms of he gets sacked he's almost on the level not yet but he's almost on the level of Daniel Jones and Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins every time a drive is getting together Nick Mullins finds a way to screw it up he can't get the ball vertical anymore either Uh, I mean every every throw is underneath slants hitches. he doesn't throw a deep post so they're a team that I think you sell the rest of the way, but credit Washington. That front seven to me is a dominant, dominant defensive front. They're gelling at just the right time, and it was good to see Haskins get in. Huh? Uh, unbelievable that maybe he can he can roll the dice at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, you know what? Football and life can be strange, right? Who knows what'll happen? For all we know, Haskins will end up playing in the playoffs. Smith will get hurt, and you know, you know it's like all right, Haskins, uh, you're you're up. Um, So, Joe, here's the one I got to bring up uh, here. This is the Jets' fault, too. And it was my fault for even putting the Jets on a teaser. What the hell was I thinking? But if these lowlifes can score more than three points, the game goes over the number. 40 (laughs) to 3, final score. I
2: know. Oh, uh, God, that was horrible. I knew Seattle would dominate that game. I just needed one more touchdown. It was amazing. I mean, they they did exactly what I thought they would do. I just thought the Jets, I mean, come on, you score three points in the first half, you can't get a garbage touchdown. I mean, when they're playing prevent the rest of the way, I mean, that's just horrible. I... I... Uh, unbelievable just terrible but Seattle got it going they need to maintain that momentum moving forward it was good to see Uh, Russell hold that thought Joe yeah
0: hold that thought we'll take a quick break here in the late night anger management uh, class Joe Lisi we're going for the two with Joe we're going to tell you why on the other side teams should only go for the two moving forward because kickers suck that's why
1: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering, real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks and more want the edge? Then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
0: Rage it up Sports Rage with Gabe Morensi. Rage all you want And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks
2: You want to pick a team?
0: No, just take it Late night anger management class continues. I am Renzi. Who ruined your Sunday? I got to tell you, how about that? There were three interceptions in 11 plays. Like, how useless is Matt Ryan, guys? Like, honestly, like, how useless is Matt Ryan? Like, like, honestly. Like, he's as useful as, like, you know, taking a hooker to church on a Sunday morning. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. I came up with, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, he makes a lot of money, and he's under contract again next year. But, dude, Matt Schaub's their backup, Joe. Like, the Atlanta Falcons, it's time for them to draft a quarterback. They can't live in the past. Like, he's like Ben. He can't throw the ball down the field, Joe. Like, Matt Ryan cannot throw the ball down the field. He makes bad decisions. Look, he had a good year. He went to the Super Bowl. He's had a nice career. He's done. The Atlanta Falcons, like, they should probably draft a quarterback this year. Uh, even if they like someone in the, in the late in the first round or they, they, maybe they're going to have a pretty good pick so yeah yeah what do you think about matt ryan moving forward this guy's done
2: no i'm with you i mean he needs seven seconds to throw it's a it's incredible i, I mean he needs the perfect pocket in terms of you know his release and everything else he's only effective if if his offensive line is playing well when they break down he makes no plays outside the pocket. He's a he's a turnover machine in terms of that regard as well. So I'm with you, Gabe. I think, you know, he's definitely at the tail end of, the, of his career. But how about Matt Schaub's agent, huh? I mean, how did he <laughs> land that gig? I mean, uh, unbelievable. He was like working, working at Walmart, and Matt Schaub comes back as the backup. The guy's out of the foot. He graduated uh, Virginia back in, like, 1998.
0: That's unbelievable, huh? And he's how much money has this guy made not to throw passes uh, in the NFL? It's amazing. What a gig. What a gig uh, that he has. All right, Joe. So a football team and a quarterback that people always concern themselves with, oh, I don't trust Phillip Rivers. I don't trust Phillip Rivers. And I've caught on. I don't care about trusting Phillip Rivers, but I trust Frank Reich. We're talking about a 9-4 and four football team right now. Listen, Phillip Rivers, 19-28, to 28, 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Jonathan Taylor goes off, 20 uh, 20 carries, 150 yards, two touchdowns. The Colts are the real deal. And, you know, like I said, for everybody, all the concern about Phillip Rivers, they're winning football games. He's getting the job done.
2: Yeah, I was de- de- dead wrong on this assessment and breakdown with Las Vegas. I thought that they would step up. Carr would have a good game. They would be playing with some emotion after they beat the Jets last week on the last second play. But credit? Indianapolis, I'll say this about Indianapolis right now. In terms of teams that could, you know, make a playoff run, they're a gutty team. You know, as long as Rivers plays within the scheme, they run the football, they don't turn the football over, and more importantly, they win on the road. And that's a huge, huge thing to have when you play in the playoffs, right? But if they beat, they beat uh, Tennessee on the road. They beat uh, Chicago on the road and they beat Las Vegas on the road uh, uh, as far as their wins so far. So I know it's not dominant competition, but as long as you can win and be successful on the road, you, you have a great shot to make a playoff run, and I love Pittman in that offense as well. He's starting to come on in terms of the passing game.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I'm talking about my Buffalo Bills having a good night uh, tonight, but here's the updated playoff picture of the AFC right now. Kansas City Chiefs are now the one seed with a 12-1 and record. Philadelphia, um, uh, Philadelphia won uh, today. Uh, of course, we'll get to the NFC. Uh, their Pennsylvania cohorts, uh, though, were the one seed, and uh, they've slipped. The Pittsburgh Steelers. It's amazing, man. It's all about peaking at the right time and getting hot at the right time. And Pittsburgh are clearly not peaking uh, right now. So the Chiefs have the um, the Chiefs have the the top seed. Pittsburgh are the, in the two hole right now, at eleven and two. So if the playoffs started today. The Dolphins would be at the Steelers. It would be the Miami Dolphins at the Pittsburgh Steelers. That'd be a battle. Um, That's what I don't that was like. A rematch the rematch
2: of a few years ago, right? Yeah, Didn't yeah. they play in
0: 2016 with Matt Moore? Yeah, with Matt Moore, you're right. Um, you're a Dolphin fan. So it'd be the Dolphins at the Steelers, the Colts at the Bills. I don't want to get the Colts. <laughs> like, it's no reward. So we got <laughs> The Colts at game. the Bills. That's a yeah, Colts. Colts at Bills, and Browns at Titans. That's the AFC playoff picture right now. Chiefs wow. one seed. That's a and rematch. don't forget, guys, there's going to be three wild card games, you know, per conference now uh, in the first weekend. It's going to be crazy. So the Dolphins at Steelers, Colts yeah. at Bills, Browns at Titans, NFC playoff pictures. It's getting weird now. The Green Bay Packers, who I'm not sure are that great, but they have some pretty damn good players. The Packers are ten and three. They have the top seed right now. If the playoffs started this weekend, the Arizona Cardinals would be at New Orleans. Cardinals at Saints. Bucks at Rams, and Seahawks at the Washington football team. And that's that's the one that surprised me, man. Like Rod Rivera doing a great job, and Washington around in the, in the playoffs.
2: Wow, that's uh, just thinking about those breakdowns right now. I mean, uh, that's unbelievable. I would give the edge, obviously, to Buffalo over Indianapolis, Steelers over over a young Miami team. But the game that stands out for me is that rematch between Tennessee and Cleveland, right? Yeah. Uh, Cleveland just spanked them, you know. So that's going to be, and that's that's going to be on Baker. He's going to have to make some plays in that game if it were to play out. Uh, I think Arizona would knock off right now. I think Arizona would knock off New Orleans if it's on the road. Yeah, in the dome, I'd take my chances with Arizona in that offense.
0: Wow. Wow. I would what the Bucs and the Rams. I think the Rams would beat the Bucs in Los Angeles. Yeah, the only thing
2: that scares me about that game is that the Bucks are good in run support, right? And the Rams, when they can't run the football, they they become yep. one dimensional too. And that's the only, like, look. Look at how they beat New, uh, New England, right? They ran it with Cam Akers. They went, ran it with Anderson, and then they, they you know they opened up the play action. If you make them one dimensional, and Golf has to stand back there, they struggle at times. That's the only thing. But what would I, I would say right now in those spreads? I, they would make L.A. probably like a four and a half five point favorite over Tampa Bay and Tom. I think it'd be or, a little what would lower. You say?
0: I think lower because you I think, think people, so? yeah, because people don't like Jared Goff, right? The Tom Brady hype, the Buccaneer public hype, oh, Jared Goff, this and you know, I think, yeah, I'll say Rams minus three, and you know what? I'll be running to bet the Rams in this game. This would be another. <laughs> I rematch. was just gonna say
2: that. I was just gonna say that three would be a great number. I would, I would take the Rams with that number. I would. Yeah. What would what, what would you make? What would you make New Orleans? against arizona right here right now if if breeze isn't healthy
0: do you think new orleans is is a five six point favorite with Taysom Hill at down Well, look they were a seven and a half point favorite eight and a half on the road today even so yeah i think they'd be they'd be a seven point favorite against kyler
2: yeah i think so i i I would would take that i would take him on the money line too
0: i think so i i I think so The, the books love the saints Look, the people think the Saints are the best team in the NFC. You know, yeah, they lost today. I don't know how people are going to abandon ship. I imagine Drew Brees is going to be back next week, though. Dr. Chow was saying that Brees is yeah. close. So I, he'll probably be back next week. But he's close. But
2: is he going to be 100%? He broke 11 ribs, fractured 11 ribs. And he, he was he was struggling going deep anyway. Every throw was short to intermediate. I know.
0: Kyler can That's get it. him into a high-scoring game. The um, the NFC is wide open, so these are the NFC odds right now. The Packers are plus two sixty, the Saints are plus two ninety, the Rams are plus four fifty, the Seahawks are plus six hundred, the Bucks are plus six fifty, the Arizona Cardinals are twenty five to one, and Washington are twenty eight to one. And any look, the Packers, there's no lock. The Packers are going to the Super Bowl. Um, The Saints, the Saints are really good, but the Saints seem to play in a lot of close games where anything can happen often. The Rams can beat anybody, but the Rams can lose to anybody, right? So then you get to Seattle. I have a hard time buying into Seattle right now. I don't trust Tampa Bay, even though they beat uh, Minnesota today. And then Arizona, I don't think Arizona is going to go all the way. And how about today, man? Me and Joe, my voice is shot because of Dan Bailey. and. Dude, I had them on a teaser, and I played the end game over. I was thinking about it. Dan Bailey, like literally, I'd be, I'd have 450 more dollars in my account right now, if not for Dan Bailey. Um, like yeah. I said, Dan Bailey ruined the holidays of every religious faith. Like for Jewish people, he just ruined <laughs> your Hanukkah, right? If you celebrate Christmas, well, he ruined Christmas. Kwanzaa, he ruined Kwanzaa. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? And you know, he probably ruined Ramadan for someone as well. So, yeah, good job, Bailey. I can't, well, you know what? You know what, Joe? Isn't the guy's name George Bailey and it's in a wonderful life? <laughs> yeah. I think hey, so. Hey, where's my yeah, money? I, yeah, George the, Bailey. He ruined everyone's uh, Christmas too. To your- where's my where's the money? The money the wasn't joke- in the bank.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't get me started with the Bass missed one today too. How about that? A chip shot, right? Extra point. Did you see that pass? I thought it was going to oh, yeah. come back to bite him. Unbelievable. These kickers it are ridiculous, th- Bailey.
0: <laughs> it kind of did, actually, when you consider, though. The teaser was 41, 41 and a half, depending on when you bet it. He makes that extra point if he gets to 42. All the teasers hit instead of losing or pushing. So he did. But I was pissed. Yeah, he missed the kick. I was going to snap. because I, I had the prop, Joe. Over seven and a half points for Bass. I figured a couple of field goals, two field goals, two extra points. Boom! There's eight points. It was seven and a half. And then, and then he misses the right. the extra point. I'm like, you got it. like really, really, dude. You're making trick shots blindfolded on YouTube, but you're not making extra points. Yeah, we're he's lucky that didn't come up. I don't know what's up, guys. There's nothing that sucks harder than kickers right now. Like, I like they should just go for the two only. Like, why are they even trying? If you can't get a two-point conversion, like, you shouldn't be in the NFL. More trash late night continue.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenzi. Rage all you want. Go on, you stupid horse. I got my last 10 bucks on you. No, don't look at me. Run. No, don't come over here. Uh, oh, boy. Sports Rage. Sunday, Bloody Sunday. I am Renzi, Joe Lisi. We're going for the two. And uh, I, don't, I don't really understand why coaches don't go for the two right now all the time. I understand it's like 51% or so that they make it. So, you know, just the math, if you actually do the math and you consider how often these losers miss the extra point, Joe, like just start going for, look at the Minnesota Vikings today. Look at the Vikings today. And like, honestly, I I don't like like singling out just one guy for a loss or anything, but put it this way, guys. He missed three field goals and an extra point. Okay. And chip shots. Yeah. One of them was a 54 yarder. You're supposed to make that. But the other ones were chip shots. He misses the extra point. So he leaves 10 points on the field. You add all that up, it was the cover, it was the teaser, and it was the second half over. Like, the dude absolutely destroyed anybody that went near this game at all. He screwed the over, he screwed the Viking backers, he screwed, like, the second half players, the teaser players. Like, Dan Bailey, man, you've screwed more people than Ron Jeremy, man. Like, honestly. Like, you bang more people than Ron Jeremy. Like, seriously. Like, good job, Bailey. And I swear, the guy, his name is Bailey in that movie. I don't have your money. It's at Bill's house. Uh, where's my money, George? Uh, you know, it's a wonderful life. Bailey. Yeah, Good job, Bailey. You know what? You should be looking for a job soon, Bailey. I don't want to be the Grinch here, but, you, you know, listen, the Vikings suck anyways. It looks like their season's done. But, Bailey, you know, you're lucky you have a job. Man, that guy sucks. He sucks. And
2: remember what we said on air, right, about a, a few hours ago? I said, if you were an NFL GM, would you cut his ass this week? You're like, ah, it's the holiday. Cut him. Get his ass out of town. Terrible, terrible performance, really. Can't even kick it. 31-yard field goal. Amazing, Gabe. Amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's a cold world. It's, uh, it's a cold world. So, yeah, we we were talking, uh, Joe, about that. So, yeah, is there any mercy for college coaches due to the holiday season? Evidently not. No. no mercy for Gus Malzahn <laughs> at Auburn. No mercy for Kevin Sumlin. although Kevin Sublin deserved to be fired at the half of that football game. Like, like he should have been fired <laughs> mid-game. Like, they should have said, you're not going back yep. out there. You're not going back out there. Yep. Uh, so Malzahn's out at Auburn. Sumlin's out at Arizona. And uh, Lovey Smith is out of Illinois. There'll be more to come.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the one thing you're right about, Sumlin. I mean, the guy was nine and twenty overall since taking over for Rich Rod. I mean, think about that. He was six and seventeen in the Pac-12 in three years. That's his record. Oh. I mean, that's horrible. Derek Mason was even worse. Derek Mason. Think about this: for taking over for James Franklin. James Franklin took. Dandy, the back-to-back nine and four records, back-to-back bowl wins. Right, he takes over. He, he in Nashville. They, what are they? Zero and eight this year. He is ten, and he was ten and forty-six against the SEC in six and six and a half seven years. Are you kidding me? And they, he kept a job for six years like that. That was ridiculous. Amazing, amazing.
0: One coach that. A lot of people, um, a lot of people don't think he's very good. He's always on the hot seat, and the people weren't impressed with uh, their early wins earlier this year. And I'm speaking of Clay Helton and the USC Trojans. So they come back with a dramatic win against Arizona State in Week One. They don't look great against Arizona in Week Two. They leave a million points on the field. They're bad in the red zone, but they do escape with a 34-30 uh, straight-up uh, win. Then they look really good at Utah on a Saturday night. It was the Utes' first game, but they smacked Utah at Utah, who just beat an undefeated Colorado team. They beat down Washington State. Uh, the kid Moore there had four touchdowns in the first quarter. Um, so a big, big win for them. Then really fun football game on Saturday night. I know you're watching, Joe. It was like the old days. They had so much skill position, talent yep. on the field on Saturday night. But – USC showed a ton of heart, didn't they, the way they fought back. And they blew leads, they came back late, and they just showed the pedigree of a championship football team. And now they play Washington. They're six and a half point favorites. Yet I want to see where the respect is for the USC Trojans. And I've been pitching about this. It's not a power five. It's not a college football playoff. It's the SEC in the Big Ten. It's like it's ridiculous. And if the USC Trojans win the Pac-12 title, and go 6-0, and how the hell are they not in the playoffs?
2: I agree with you. And you know we've been talking about this all week because I'm a big proponent of USC, and as long as they're undefeated and they're a Pac-12 champion, they have just as much right as Ohio State. This isn't about last year. This isn't about Ohio State knocking on the door against Clemson, losing that matchup. 29 to 23, this is about this year. And the quality wins and where they're at, and Ohio State, from what I've seen, is not the same team that they were last year. And especially on the defensive side of the ball, when Michael Penix lights up your secondary for 491 yards and five touchdowns, you can be beat on any given Saturday. It's just the problem is, is that the Big Ten has no offenses outside of Ohio State uh, that could really challenge them and that's the problem. So now USC, defensively, they always used to have concerns, but they're forcing turnovers. Biggest thing about Keaton Slovis and the crew this year is that they're positive in turnover margin. Last year, they were negative 10 in turnover margin. That was in the bottom 10 of FBS. This year, they're plus 7 and forced turnovers on on that game against UCLA, which really changed the landscape in the fourth quarter. I think if they run the table, they have a shot, and they should be in there. And let's not forget, that game got canceled week one. They were 14-point underdogs against Alabama and Arlington.
0: Yeah, so give them an opportunity to step up. I mean, like I said, like, are we really – is it really the Power Five? Is it really – or is it just we going to play mind games and just take teams from a few conferences? I mean, look, I see Florida lose again. Florida lose again, and I see all the, the, the projections. Florida still in big bowl game still in the New Year's Six, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, well, whatever. If they, you know, they lose again, are they still in? It never ends. I want to see Notre Dame beat Clemson next week just to really shake things up. That's what USC need as well, right? They need to get rid of yep. Clemson. They need to get rid of Clemson, one SEC team only. Like, tell them, suck it. You get Alabama in. You know what I mean? You know, you're in, you're in, but yeah. too bad. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Alabama, uh, Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, and USC. Or you, could, or if you want to root for the Cinderella
2: story, you root for the upset of Ohio State. Northwestern is twenty happen. and a half and point underdogs. No, but that'll get you there. You know, it's possible. You never say never. I, that line is a fishy line. 20 and a half. It's not 21. It's 20 and a half. It's a rematch of the, the Big Ten Championship a couple of years ago. They didn't cover. Same type of spread. Uh, they won that game by twenty-one as a seventeen and a half, eighteen-point favorite. That's a fishy line. I'm telling you, it's, it just doesn't seem right. Twenty and a half. It's 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 weird. But but I mean that you can get there without Clemson, you know, losing as well. So it's not just one scenario. It's either if Notre Dame wins, or if Ohio State loses somehow, some way. Which you can't say no. It could anything could happen in college football. Oh, USC, as long as they dominate on Friday night, they're
0: in. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we're gonna, It's going to be a big night on Tuesday night, I'll tell you that. Normally, the college football playoff standings <laughs> slash rankings is an anticlimactic affair, but this is going to be very interesting to see how things uh, play out. And you know, so Clemson and Notre Dame, the number's bouncing around 9.5 and 10.5 right now. And I tell you what, Notre Dame aren't getting a lot of respect, Joe. You talk about fishy numbers, so Northwestern getting 20 and a half. The thing that's strange about that, not strange, but it's just interesting that it's such a big number, but the total is only 58 and a half. So they're really saying, well, Northwestern's not going to score much, but Ohio State's defense isn't great. So that, you know, it's not a lock, Ohio State. We haven't seen that much of them. Um, But what about Notre Dame? Like I said, nobody's giving Notre Dame a chance to win this football game. Everybody's just assuming they're going to lose this game. I don't think this is the same Notre Dame teams that get blown out in big games. They're faster, and they're tougher than past Irish teams. Yeah, they are.
2: That front seven's playing lights out, and you could go to that game against North Carolina where they shut down Sam Howell on that offense. Just think about that offense that put up 544 rushing yards on Miami on the ground this past Saturday, right, with Javante Williams and Michael Carter, 544 rushing yards, and Notre Dame made them one-dimensional and shut Sam Howell down, and that offensive line. So if they could do it to North Carolina, they could definitely do it to Clemson. And I said this about Clemson. This is not the same Clemson offense. Just I'll, I'll give you two stats. They were, are, this year, 33-0, and right, Clemson? Every time since 2016, they rushed for over 200 yards. They've only rushed for over 200 one game. Came against Miami, right? They're only averaging around 150 rushing yards per game this year, averaging around four and a half yards per carry. Last year, they were averaging 250. So just think about it. 100 yards less rushing per game. If Notre Dame can shut the run again and make Trevor Lawrence one-dimensional, they have a chance yeah. to win this ballgame just the way they did in South Bend. So that's a critical matchup. It's not the same Clemson team. Offensive line struggles, not elite wide receivers. That makes them more one-dimensional.
0: It really is. I, You know, everyone knows I'm far from being a Notre Dame Fighting Irish fan, but I think they're a very live dog, and I think they can win this game outright. Clemson are a type of team. They're like a fighter now, guys. They don't fight anybody ever. And then they find themselves playing a tough team, and it's like, oh wow, these guys aren't just rolling over for us. And Notre Dame have a chip on their shoulder. They just do. They've got you could tell. They've got a chip on their shoulder that they, you know, they know what their reputation is now, and they want to um, they want to change it. Surprised to see Joe, the point spread a little low in my opinion. What's your take? Uh, ULL and Coastal Carolina. I see Coastal cracks the top ten of the AP. A hell of a run for the Coastal for this football team this year. Coastal Carolina, surprised they're not a little bit bigger favorite. Show minus three and a half. What's your take?
2: Yeah, I mean think about it. What were they like? Eight and a half, 11 in the first game. They they were a double digit underdog on that Thursday night, right? That they won that ball game outright. So against UL Lafayette, I, I think they were catching like eleven, weren't they? Eight, or it opened up at eight and a half, or ran up to eleven. Won the game outright. This team is battle-tested. But I think this is a perfect spot, actually, to bet against them. I mean, they were playing with house money last week. They found a way to gut it out. They didn't cover against Troy. This is a rematch against a senior-laden type of team, Elijah Mitchell, Levi Lewis. I'm going to lean to to UL Lafayette here. I love Grayson McCall. I love the two uniforms. But in a rematch type of spot, I'm going to go with the more— uh, the more complete team in terms of this type of environment. You know, Coastal hasn't been there before. UL Lafayette has. So uh, Joe, I'm going to take UL Lafayette there.
0: Joe Lisi uh, with us for a couple of more minutes. We'll get Joe's thoughts on the uh, the Baltimore-Cleveland Monday nighter. Uh, but the uh, the AP top 25, Alabama number one, Notre Dame number two, Ohio State three. They get a free pass to the Buckeyes. Clemson four. A&M 5, Cincinnati 6, Indiana 7, Iowa State 8, Coastal 9, Georgia 10. Come on, man. You got USC at 13. Uh, you know, Georgia, Florida, oh, Oklahoma terrible. ahead of USC. Like, it's not even funny anymore. Like, I don't know. Like, it's rigged. They're screwing the Pac-12. They're screwing the Pac-12, man. Late night anger management class. We'll wrap up with Lisi on the other side.
1: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
0: You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Marenzi. Late night anger management class. Holy crap. Level one was fast here with Joe Lisi. A lot of fun, Joe. we got to do it again on a Sunday night. Uh, great times, too. I can't believe how fast, Joe, the NFL season's gone. Next week, we're going to be into week 15 uh, already. and And next week, Joe, it's bowl season. You're ready to go bowling. you got your bowling shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: of course. Of course. Is it really bowl? I don't know. There's games I I'm looking at the lines now. Yeah, Iowa 14 yeah, 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 yeah. point favor over Michigan.
0: Yeah, well that's not that's not a good look that Michigan couldn't play Ohio State and now we're gonna play Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> it really isn't. Like, like we should have said, listen, no, we've got COVID. We can't play. Like, what part of this don't you get? But now, like, oh, Ohio State fans are going to be pissed. That's the stupidest crap ever yeah. that they're making these other teams play. I know James Franklin's bitching. He's point blank. Like, yeah, Penn State are not interested in this football game. But no, the bowl season, there's more bowls than I thought, actually. There's only been 10 bowl cancellations. So there's only been 10 of them canceled. All right, so we got 30.
2: Yeah, but the ones that were canceled really hurt, like the Sun Bowl, the Pinstripe Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl. Those are the Hawaii Bowl, all the ones we like.
0: I know, I know. You know, though, there's a bowl on Christmas Day this year, though, the Camellia Bowl.
2: That's the one in uh that's the one in um uh the Camellia Bowl is the one that uh that Croyed Appalachian State played. Yeah, isn't yeah, that the in... one where Appalachian State played in last year?
0: All right, so listen, we've got a couple of official matchups. There's not a ton of them, but there's a few that are locked in because they're they're next weekend. So our first bowl game right. up is that smoothie bowl in Frisco. S S M U SMU versus UTSA. <laughs> That's a that's that's locked in. SMU versus UTSA. North Texas versus App State in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. And Tulane is playing Nevada in the Idaho Potato Bowl. Memphis FAU in yeah, the Montgomery Bowl. Houston versus Hawaii in the New Mexico Bowl. That's pretty cool. Joe, music's playing. Who are you taking tomorrow in 10 seconds? Baltimore or Cleveland?
2: I'm taking Baltimore and I'm taking the over.
0: Joe Lisi. Great stuff, Joe. All right,
2: Keith. Talk to you later.